Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Hometown Roofing Pop and Pony Podcast, presented by Hometown Roofing. Put your trust in us. And powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Here's Bob Pompiani from KDKA-TV and Andrew Filipponi from 93.7 The Fan. Hello again, everyone. Bob Pompiani along with Andrew Filipponi. And we are certainly honored to have with us this week, Mr. Chip Ganassi, CEO mm. of Chip Ganassi Racing and a member of the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America. And... Uh, Andrew, I got to tell you, Chip's one of these guys, a Pittsburgher through and through, and I think one of the most decorated sports owners in all of sports. Totally. And we're honored to have you on today, Chip. How are you? Hey, Chip. Great, great. Hey, guys. How are you? Good to be on. We got a big week this week coming up, too, with the uh, Daytona 500. Uh, and I know you're probably very busy, so thanks for squeezing in time with us. Uh, no problem. First of all, I want to I just talk about you specifically and how the one thing that when i say i know chip ganassi people always say well how did he get involved in this mm. have you always been involved <laughs> in this and when did you get the bug to to get involved well you know bob i think a lot of pittsburghers know my my uh, my story was i started in go-karts way out in uh periopolis pennsylvania a little place called was called redline raceway in periopolis a little go-kart track uh i was about Four or five years old, my father was in the asphalt paving business down in the Mon Valley there, and uh, he paved the go kart track. And the guy, I guess, didn't pay him for the paving job. So we ended up with three go karts in my cousin's garage. And uh, so we, uh, next thing you know, you know, it was uh, one go kart's a lot of fun. When you have three at that age, it's a major racing series. And uh, so, so, you know, sort of went from go karts and then uh manifested itself into dirt bikes up at seven springs and uh then the next thing you know i was sneaking away with hmm. on the weekends with my friend's older brothers who had driver's licenses and we would we would fake notes that we were old enough to race and our parents you know gave us permission and we were going to motorcycle races before too long with motocross you know up in murraysville or evansburg uh, Penn State, uh, just around the tri-state area here, racing motorcycles. And then, uh, you know, sooner or later that manifested itself into cars. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, I was, I turned, uh, 23 years old. I graduated from Duquesne and qualified for the Indianapolis 500 all in a 10 day period in 1982. Oh my God. That must've been yeah. an unbelievable 10 day period of your life, Chip. It really was. It really was, Andrew. You know, it was uh, something that, at the, you know, at that time in your life, you know, you're, you're graduate. I tell people, you know, nobody, no young men go through more changes in their life than, you know, from probably when they're 18 to 25 years old or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, so that was a, a heady time, you know, to graduate, to, 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 to qualify for the Indianapolis 500, 
and have a birthday on a 10-day period there, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I bet your autograph was in Hot Pursuit. Two people wanted that autograph. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you, Chip, about <laughs> what what makes a good race car driver what, what you 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 were in yeah, you were in question. it for a while yeah. but you also now own it and so you're yeah. looking for the best what what do you look for what what was in your uh being that helped you be successful at it well you know it's it's you know unlike the you know unlike the the Steelers or the pirates or the penguins you know we sort of have one one guy we have to key on you know we have we only have one quarterback or we only have one you know one one pitcher you know so we know you know we just have you know, we have one player on the team basically that we're all focused on. That's mm-hmm. the driver. And 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 you know, when you look at when you look at those guys, my old friend Cy Holzer used to tell me, "Look for heart." You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, these guys are all they're all fast at that age and at that at that level of the sport. You don't get to that the top level of the sport without winning something, without winning a championship or winning races. They can all drive fast cars. I'm sorry, they can all drive cars fast. That doesn't necessarily make them a race car driver, though. You know, you have to you have to, to learn how to win. You know, we like guys that have won championships. And, and uh, you know, to win a race is, is okay. But if you win championships, it, it it shows me a sign that you have, you know, you have the bigger picture in mind at all times. And, uh, you know, so we like guys that have, you know, worked hard, came from a, came from a background where they had to, uh, you know, have some, some, it's somewhere along the way they had to perform to make it in sports. Um, you know, I, I, I look at all things. I look at their, obviously you look at their record, but I, I, I drill down a little deeper. I, I, I drill down to their, their family life and, you know, what was their home life? Like what was, where, what, what kind of environment of a household that they grew up in? Do they have an understanding of the sport or are they just somebody that has some natural ability and, 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 and doesn't really work hard? You know, um, I look at myself and, and that when I, when I was a driver, I had a lot of natural ability, but I didn't work hard at it and it cost me in the end. So I want guys that are going to work hard at it, you know, and, uh, you know, I want, I want people that are students of the study, you know, of the, of the sport or student of the sport, um, uh, we have, uh, you know, you heard a lot of talk this past weekend about Tom Brady and how, you know, what time Arians comes in in the morning and what time, you know, Brady beat him into the office in the yeah. morning. Well, you know, that tells you a lot about a guy. And, you know, that's why the guy's a champion. And, and that's what it takes. And, you know, so that's, you got to, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, you, 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 you hear about these things later in, in the story like you did what you do with Brady. You don't hear that. You didn't hear that about him, you know, 10 or you know, 10 years ago or something, you didn't, you didn't read that stuff. So, you know, it's those little things you got to pull out of these athletes that, that, that make them champions. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not just a looking at their record type of thing. I can tell you. Chip in a job interview. How do you, how do you guard against someone telling you those yeah. things? You know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. You know, Andrew, I, I, I mean, <clears throat> what I do is I, you know, I, I, look, I have plenty of guys on my team that can talk racing, you know, plenty of, of, of engineers and, and, and managers that, that can talk the sport. I think, you know, when it comes to me, when I talk to them, I, I sort of talk to them about everything but racing. Uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I want to know, 
I want to know what what makes up their life on a daily basis. What you know what what do they what do they, do they have a life outside of racing? Do they you know what's their family life like? What's their what are, what values do they hold near and dear to them? You know, I don't, I don't maybe come right at them and say what values do you have, but mm-hmm. I sort of beat around the the question and and, and get to it. You know, but I, I want to know. <clears throat> You know, I want to know what they're made of inside. What what kind of person are they? Anybody ever blow you away with that chip? Where maybe you went in thinking one thing, and you're like, you know what, this guy's, we need him. We we got to have him. Like anybody really ever in that type of setting really knock you knock your socks off? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy, Alex Zanardi, I hired mm-hmm. in 1996. That uh, you know, he he um, he was he was one of these guys that never really had an opportunity with a great team. Mm-hmm. And uh looks looked like he was full of heart. And uh, I said, We gotta have this guy. And uh we, we interviewed he and another driver, actually two other drivers, on the same day, had them all in the car and uh he was he he just stood out to me from a personality point of view and I, I, I went against my uh some other managers on the team of people who they wanted, who I wanted and Fortunately, my vote counted more than theirs, <laughs> and and uh, we got the guy. And turns out he 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 ended up being a a two time champion for us, and uh, went on to bigger and better things after he left us. So, uh, and uh, actually today, um, you know, he went on to be a, a one one. He was in a terrible accident, not with our team, with another team after he left us, lost his legs, but went on to be a, a champion Paralympic had uh, many golds and silvers in the Paralympics and uh, just a, a hell of a great guy. Yeah. yeah you, you, to do what you guys do, you have to have, I, I had a person uh, when I said I was going to talk to you today, the person asked me, man, I don't, I don't know if I could ever do that. You got to have like a death wish to be in one of those balls. cars. You got to have balls. There's no question you have that. Um, but how, how, how would you describe that feeling when you're in there? Now you had a terrible crash at Michigan, I believe it was right. Mm-hmm. Where, but yeah. you came back from that. That's another thing I don't understand. You go yeah, through you it once. That. Your you car was severed right in that. half, and then you decided yeah. after rehabbing you're going to come right back to it. Why? Damn. Well, I think I think every athlete knows the 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 uh, you know knows the the pluses and minuses of being in their sport, and they accept that. You know, and and I think well, um, you know, some people might think. That's a, you know, they think that people that say that racing race, people that race cars have a death wish. They don't really understand the sport or understand the people that are in it. Mm. And I mean, nobody has a death wish in racing. Nobody wants to die for God's sakes. I mean, that's, you know, they, uh, you know, nobody wants to get hurt playing football either, but they cart people off every weekend, you know, yeah. but it's, it, it, you accept that as part of the, part of the game, part of your craft. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there, there's that, uh, that 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 pot at the end of the rainbow. That, that at the end of it, you know, that play, playing in the the last game of the year that, uh, that that makes it all worthwhile. You know, whether that's you know a championship race or the Super Bowl or the World Series. You know, you're always trying to play in that last. Could be the Stanley Cup. You know, you want to play in that last game seven, that last round of the playoffs. You know that Indianapolis 500, that Daytona 500. You want to be in those and win. That that overshadows 
thinking about getting hurt. It's the Hometown Roofing Pop and Pony podcast powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Chip, I've always wanted to know, how are these uh, drivers at real life driving? Are, are these people you want to get in the car with on the highway? Do yeah. they follow the rules of the road? They do full stops at stop signs. I mean, tell me what it, what I want to get in the in, in a in a regular car with these people. Oh sure, it's it's like any it's like any of these athletes. You know, they uh, they just have you know it's interesting. You look you look at it at, 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 at across the board at great athletes, and I think you know I think the one thing is they all have a great ability to. To, they have great eyesight, I think, and they have great ability to slow things down in their mind. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that that's you know across the board. So, I you know I I, I think uh, you know to be to go in a, to get in a passenger car with a racing driver, you know it's like playing, you know it's like playing football in your backyard, you know with. Uh, Ben and Juju, you know, I mean, like, how, how can you, you know, how can it be bad? So if I get on the parkway with like a, you know, a, 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 a one of these guys, they're not going to be swerving. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson's not going to be swerving in inside and out of cars. He's going to be a normal. Well, driver. you know, they, 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 you might call it swerving in and out of cars, but I can guarantee you they'll be under complete control the whole time, <laughs> strategically moving throughout the parkway. I think you know, uh, just yesterday morning, just uh-huh. yesterday morning, I had a meeting. In Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah, and I drove. I had a ten o'clock meeting. I left here at eight o'clock, and I and and uh, you know people think I'm crazy, but I was going on the out the Parkway, and of course you know yesterday morning was snowing, and I I I had I had a guy with me, and we we got on the Interstate 79 ramp from the Parkway, going south on 79 from the Parkway West. Uh-huh. It's a big, long, sweeping left-hand double lane ramp right and of course yesterday morning it was a single lane because it was snow Mm -hmm. so there was sort of a single lane plow and the outside lane was snowy and there was some someone in front of me going you know 20 or 30 miles an hour and i just went around like and he was holding up three or four cars and i just went around all three or four of them on the outside in the snow in my jeep (laughs) and you know they were looking at me like i was cross-eyed you know and they were looking at me cross-eyed i should say and, uh, you know, I just whizzed right around him on the outside in the snow, slipping and sliding, and had a great drive the whole way down to Morgantown. So, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't think I was putting anybody in danger. I'm, I'm sure they were a little bit, uh, you know, they were obviously raised an eyebrow at my driving, but they, I was under complete control. Andrew mentioned Jimmy Johnson there, Chip. I want to bring him up just because uh, he's making that transition, I guess, from NASCAR to IndyCar, um, big-time champion. Uh what is it like to be a, a NASCAR driver? I mean, I'm talking about from, um, you know, a, a fan point of view. Because I know when you see athletes out anywhere, people hold them in very high regard. Man, look at there's Jimmy Johnson. Is he the most popular guy right now on that circuit, or who is? Unquestionably, unquestionably. Is? Oh, so, yeah. so how does yeah. he have this R about him, or, or, or what's it like to be Jimmy Johnson? You know, it's. I'll tell you what it's like. It's like. You know, it, it, I would almost, I would compare what he's doing, first of all. Let me let me tell you what he's doing, first of all, and then what kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. What he's doing is exactly what, you know, when Michael Jordan was at the top of the, the top of the game of basketball. And what did he do? His father died, and he said, I want to go play baseball. So rarely in sports do you see somebody 
at the, you know, when's the last time a champion or a multi-time champion at the top of their game switch over to another sport? You know, and, and, and you know, you just don't see that anymore. And, uh, you know, the closest thing I can come up to is the Michael Jordan example. But here you have Jimmy Johnson, who's a seven-time champion, and suddenly he decides, hey, man, I want to go, go do Indy cars, and I want to do sports cars, and I want to go, you know, I want to try something else. And, sure, it's going to be a tall order for him, and it's going to be an uphill challenge, but he's working hard at it, and, and, and he, has a, he has that Tom Brady thing we talked about earlier, yep. you know, of, of ageless and working hard. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, just being around these guys is, is it's, it's inspiring, if nothing else. When you're me, when I'm around them, it's inspiring. I mean, when you're out with them, it's just, you know, you might as well be with, you know, with the biggest star of all. I mean, when they, anywhere these guys go, they're, they're, you know, they're just revered and recognized and clawed at, you know. Chip, did you ever have a problem signing a guy? I know we always talk about sports signings and salary caps. I don't even know how it works in your sport, but uh, does someone come to you and say, hey, I'm Jimmy Johnson, therefore you're going to pay? And are you willing? What do you do? How does that work? Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's always a negotiation. And, and uh, you know, sooner or later it comes down to the, you know, <laughs> in every in every deal, sooner or later it comes down to the money. And, uh, you know, and there's always that, there's always that, uncomfortable feeling of, you know, is this, are we going to be in the right neighborhood or aren't we, you know, and if you're not, sure, it's difficult. And if you are, you're in your, my shoes, you're kind of pleased. And I'll tell you that with Jimmy Johnson, I was pleased. And, uh, but there've been negotiations where it's been difficult as well. And I, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, when I, I never, I never want to go into a, 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 an endeavor with another driver that's and obviously, as I, as I said earlier, the driver is such a big part of the program. You know, it's the one focal point of the team is the driver. We only have one and per car. And um, I never want to go into that feeling like I overpaid because if I go in feeling like I'm overpaid, that's always on my mind. Mm. And it's, and, and that's probably a bad thing for me as I, you know, like I, I, and when I, and I've done that in the past and when I've done that in the past, it never works out. I mean, I'm unhappy. And I think when, when, when the team's unhappy or I'm unhappy, it shows I'm a, I'm a terrible poker player. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wear my, I wear my, my feelings on my sleeve and my emotions. And, you know, I, I just, I don't want to go in, in a bad mood or with my back against the wall financially. I don't want to put myself in that position. So, uh, so you know, we've all done that from time to time, and I don't want to do it again, I can tell you. Chip, this might sound like a totally off-the-beaten-road kind of oddball question, but you're in the one sport that most people can relate to because I would say 90% of the people that listen to this podcast probably drive their own car. Um, mm-hmm. What would be, from your perspective, car ownership, car maintenance, what is something that just a guy like Pompiani can learn? Sure. <laughs> You know, from from what you're saying, I'm not saying give him advice on how to do an oil change, but you you you, you make a big car purchase. What is something you tell somebody about owning a car, making sure that they you know keep up on their car? What would you say to that person? Well, you know, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'll tell you what, and it's it, you know, 
if you you, you want to keep your two things, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Number one, you want to keep your, your your tire pressures are very important, and you you want to keep them balanced. You want to keep them even, if you will. You know, if one tire is five pounds lower than another, it's going to affect how that car handles, how it reacts in an accident, how it reacts to a maneuver if you have to drive around somebody, and 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 it's going to react on the mileage of the of what the car gets. You want to keep your tire pressures. You know, I always I always like them a little high. You know, if you if it says thirty two on your tire, I usually put thirty five or thirty seven in them. You know, and um, that's the first thing I would tell you. This Tom Brady would, would love you with that PSI number. <laughs> well, and by the way, and, and let's let's let me let me just tell you one thing on that subject. Okay, mm-hmm. for him to say, and and it, it, congrats to Tom for this past weekend. But the fact of the matter is, I guarantee you, he can feel a pound of difference in the football. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. my drivers can tell you a pound of difference in the front right tire, and they're not even touching it. Yep. Okay, and they can feel a pound <laughs> uh-huh. difference. I buy it. Okay, so you can't tell me that a guy touching the ball can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. That's just complete BS. Yep. But um, but anyway, uh, the second thing I would tell somebody driving a car is, and in, in, uh, again, you can if there's an accident in front of you. And you, you, you're not going to be able to stop and you, you know, you're going to slam your brakes on and drive into the back of somebody. I'll tell you this nine times out of 10, you can drive around them. So don't be afraid to turn the wheel and drive around them and you'll drive right around the accident. Nine times out of 10 people that rear end somebody like on the parkway or, you know, they nine times out of 10, they could have just driven around them and stopped then. Or just driven around the accident and kept going, or just driven around a stopped vehicle. So don't be afraid to do that. That's Obviously, good. don't don't drive into the median in the snow. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nine times out of ten, you can drive around something that's stopped in front of you. Well, that's good advice. I like the air pressure one because I know my daughters constantly have under. They see that thing blinking and they don't want to deal with it. I'm going to tell them now. Chip Ganassi says, make no, sure yeah. you have it. Well, and, and what you tell them to do, especially this time of year, because, you know, you'll, you'll put your air pressure in. A lot of guys do their air pressures in the garage. Then they pull outside, it gets cold, and all of a sudden their light comes on. Put five pounds more in the tire, and you, you, know, you forget about it, and your car will handle better anyway. There you go. Chip Ganassi, the only team owner in history, has the Indy 500, the Daytona 500, the Brickyard 400. And what else? The Rolodex 24. There's six of them, I know. I can't remember the other two, Chip, but that's Rolex, pretty... Bob, Rolex. What did Rolex. I say? You said Rolodex. Oh, Rolex. <laughs> Rolodex. Way different than a Rolex. Well, you, knowing yeah, you, you've won the Rolodex one, one, too. Rolodex, right. Rolex, we you know what I meant. Too. Right, we uh, won that, too. Uh, <laughs> Chip, all the best. Thanks, it's man. great to talk to you, and uh, thanks, thanks for the tips, guys. too. Keep an eye on it this weekend. Okay. We, we sure Look will. forward to See it. You, Add Chip. to that collection there, the Ganassi Collection. Chip Ganassi, CEO of Chip Ganassi Racing. We thank him for his uh, time. Andrew, it's fun. I learned a lot about racing today and a lot about my own driving abilities. Which isn't very good. No. Hey. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hometown Roofing Pomp and Pony Podcast. Hometown Roofing, put your trust in us. And powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Join us each week for another Hometown Roofing Pomp and Pony Podcast.